Welcome to This Side of the Couch. This is episode two, and I am Audra Dahl, and I am here with my friend and one of my colleagues and one of our great team members here at the Rush Creek Counseling Center, Gina Bennett. Gina, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's good to be here. So we talk about all kinds of things between us, uh, life things, counseling things, mm-hmm. faith things, and I love our conversations. I love them. It's, I think between you and, and one other counselor at our, our uh, center that I value most, our, our faith conversations. Me too. And so in the past, we have talked about um, identity in Christ, mm-hmm. and I think that's what we want to talk about today. Mm-hmm. So. I'll give it over to you now. Intimacy. Intimacy with God. Intimacy with God. Okay. Right? Yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah, because we've we've had this conversation. Well, we started a conversation, and it was, we didn't really get to continue it, but I love intimacy with God, because that is where we find our identity, Mm -hmm. is in intimacy with Him. Mm -hmm. We know who He is. We can know who we are. I had someone tell me, right, I was a new Christian, age 15. He said, he said, remember, whose you are? And who you are, and that didn't really stick with me, or I mean, it stayed with me. But like understanding it really didn't begin to take hold until I was about like maybe like twenty four, mm-hmm. um, when I really began to understand like my identity in, yeah. in Christ, not just being a believer, mm-hmm. just a Christian, and living in church culture and doing the church things because that's how I was taught my whole life. Yeah, you know, and so so that I think that that's so important knowing who whose we are and who we are, but it's the whose part that was always so elusive to me for a long, long time. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard that a lot, too, and I used to say it once in a while. I wasn't real consistent with it, but I'd say it with my kids, you know, as they'd go out the door and, like, remember whose you are and who you are, Mm because it does make a difference on the choices you make and and how you feel about yourself, more importantly. Mm -hmm. It does. But but the thing is, I didn't get a hold of the whose Mm -hmm. and who he is, you know, and and the relationship that he wanted to have with me and everyone. So tell me how uh, intimacy and uh, identity with Christ is more solidified with you. Well, I went into an organization, um, and Youth with a Mission, when I was 24. And it, and it was there where I was just intensely discipled. You do discipleship training school. You do three months of discipleship in the classroom, like learning to hear, like, what the voice of God is, the father heart of God, intercessory prayer, seeking God, how to study the Bible, all of those foundational things. But it's intense. I mean, I quit my job Mm -hmm. to go and be discipled and to live there. And then they train you. And then you spend two to three months on the mission field. And then I went to Eastern Europe and went to Bulgaria. But it was during that time of discipleship when I began to understand God's father heart for me, Mm -hmm. you know, and who he was or is as a father. And I experienced that father healings because I didn't have dads who took care of me. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a violent alcoholic stepfather. And then my biological dad, he was in the military and remarried, and they had two other kids. And I never lived with them. And yeah. so I, they, were, they were distant or ready to smack me when I messed up. That was my perception. Yeah. Um, and that was my perception of God. And that's what we do as people. Mm-hmm. We, we tend to equate him with our earthly fathers that's the power of an earthly dad um but but i began to realize he was not like that he's not that kind of father he's a perfect father Mm -hmm. and when i began to understand like like um describing jesus 
kind and loving and healer and accepting and um, all of those wonderful things about Jesus. I touched, like physically touched people. He was available to people. And I, be, and I realized, well, he's the exact representation of God. That's the father. Yeah. That is the, that yeah. is the reflection. That, and that, that was that moment of, okay, Lord, all right, you, you're my father. And, and understanding who he is as a father began to catapult everything into my identity and understanding intimacy with him. Because what I found out is he can be trusted. And I didn't believe that a father could be trusted mm-hmm. previously. And that, that's what solidified it for me. That he so, can be trusted. So Jesus, the brother, mm-hmm. was the bridge to the father for you. Exactly. Yeah. Because that's what he came from. And the disciples mm-hmm. said, show us the father. That's enough for us. Yeah. And Jesus says, have you not been with me so long that you already, haven't already seen the father? Mm-hmm. Because he is that exact representation. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. So you've got your trusty Bible out here. Always. Mm-hmm. And you've got it open to Genesis. What do you have for us? Well, um, when it comes to intimacy with God, I love to start at the beginning. Mm-hmm. I love, I love how how God created man, and He created woman, and um, and how they come to came together. And it says, "And um, the man, where is that? Um, the man shall leave his." Father and mother, and be joined to his wife, and he shall become one flesh. And they both were naked, and the man and his wife were not ashamed. And they, and it says that that Adam knew his wife, mm-hmm. and that word "knew" is um, in the Hebrew y a d a yada, knew, and it's intimacy, intimately mm-hmm. know. And so that's so important because it crossed, it it broke into the flesh line mm-hmm. of things. You know, not just a spiritual thing, right? And then, and then over in, um, we've talked about Psalm fifty-one before, yeah. But that was what came to my mind today. Um, thinking about all of this, where he says, "Behold, uh, Psalm fifty-one six, behold, you desire truth in the inward part, and in the hidden part, you will make me to know mm-hmm. wisdom." And it's the same Hebrew word, yada. Yeah, and and I love that verse because it's it's my counseling verse. Mm-hmm. It's it's up on the wall in my office, mm-hmm. and and there's so many different layers to it. Tell me more about Yada for you in that, you know. Well, what I love about so when I think about so Yada, um, in Psalm 51, that to make me know wisdom, which means wisdom is the the way he thinks, the way he sees things, mm-hmm. the way he does things. That's wisdom. Is God's complete perspective, right? Mm-hmm. And so Yada in, in Genesis, so what I think is so interesting is both require penetration. Mm-hmm. Both require a, 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 an entering into. A piercing. A piercing. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I, I love when, when that kind of came together for me, I thought, well, yeah, come in my inward parts. Mm-hmm. Pierce that, you know, and penetrate that. Lord, and I, I think that's some of the mystery of, of Jesus, because they talk about the mystery of a husband and wife and the mystery of Jesus, mm-hmm. and that's how those come together also, I think. Yeah, and one of the things, you know, from our prior conversation on this verse, especially, as I've loved this verse since I started uh, doing counseling, mm-hmm. um, because it talks about finding truth in our innermost being, mm-hmm. right? And I, and I know that we have to unload all the garbage that's within us that is oftentimes quenching the Holy Spirit, right? Uh, 1 Thessalonians 5.19 says, do not quench the Holy Spirit, 
means it's still in us, but we can prevent it from doing its full work. Right. Right. And so I believe part of what is quenching that Holy Spirit in people is not having that truth in our innermost being. And so when we have that truth in our innermost being, then he will make us know or make us have wisdom is how it goes. And that that verse always kind of bugged me because the grammar didn't work to me. How do you make, you know, wisdom, right? Mm -hmm. But when I realized wisdom in, in this verse means knowledge of God's will, and then you talking about knowing as a intimacy, this type of knowing as an intimacy with God, then we know God's will for our our purpose in our lives in a deep and intimate kind of way. Mm -hmm. Exactly right. Because like what you're saying, like one way to put it is we have the Holy Spirit and he's there. Mm -hmm. And that's a positional thing. Mm -hmm. In Christ, Mm -hmm. positionally, yes, we have the Holy Spirit. But I'm like you, I want more. Yeah. And I want the inward parts. Mm-hmm. And, and, then, and then the other part of the piercing, I think, um, I, was, I was thinking of Psalm 139. Mm-hmm. It's not a piercing. Well, it's the same no. Oh, Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know my sitting down, my rising up. He knows everything that's he, going on with you. He, he knows everything. And there's such security in that. But we still try to hide anyway. Mm-hmm. But here's why we try to hide. So this takes me to Psalm 91. A lot of, we love this one because there's such a protective element to it. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty, right? And it's beautiful. But we get into whenever our um, knower is damaged. Like I have a friend who says, I know in my knower, <laughs> right? I just know in my knower. But sometimes our knowers, Damage, and mm-hmm. here's why they get they our knowers get damaged. It says, um, "You shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor of the arrow that flies by day." And so, in Psalm ninety-one, where does the arrow come from? The enemy. Mm-hmm. And what do arrows do? Pierce. They pierce. Mm-hmm. They pierce. And I and I think that sometimes that's where our knower it could be pierced from our actual enemy mm-hmm. Satan and his little minions or whatever um by us false beliefs whatever it might be by damage from someone else right you know whether it's a parent or a friend or a grandparent or whoever it might be yeah. right or 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 maybe from a leader mm-hmm. you know maybe from church but that's but those arrows that fly they they pierce also and then they create that junk that's within us mm-hmm. that's ke- keeping us from knowing the innermost truth Exactly. Right. Exactly. And they keep and it keeps us from our identity. Yeah. And so so but the thing is is we forget what a lot of times we don't we don't realize. I think that God I think that like even from from the beginning as he says, you know, Psalm one thirty nine, he, he he knits us in our mother's womb and he even knows us before that, mm-hmm. before the foundation of the earth. He already knew us. And I think he woos us. I think he draws us in way before we even realize he's doing it. Mm-hmm. And I think even as children, sometimes I, I can think back of times when um, I would be laying in bed and I'd be so upset with my stepdad and my mom and just the struggle. And I remember praying to God. I didn't, at that point, I didn't know like how to accept Jesus as my savior. I didn't know, you know, those 
things. I just knew that there's a God and he's going to help me. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I remember praying and I remember thinking, feeling like something soft touching my face, mm. you know, and maybe it was just dust. I don't know. But God sent that dust because to <laughs> me, to me, that was such an intimate thing yeah. that I knew that there was a God. And I, I do. I think he, he would, if we can look back into our childhood and see where he was pulling us in mm-hmm. so that we could know him because he makes himself evident in creation. Yeah. You know, but unfortunately the arrows that fly pierce that child and try to um, ruin that place of wooing and the place of intimacy. You know, the other thing that just came to my mind as you were talking is back to that verse in, in Psalm 51, 6. And, and quenching the Holy Spirit that is within us. And when we can release that Holy Spirit to do its full work within us, it also acts as a bridge to God, much exactly. like Jesus the brother acted as a bridge to God for more intimacy with God exactly. for you. Exactly, because Jesus, he, he said, he told his disciples, if I don't go away, I can't send a helper. Mm-hmm. That's our promise. Like, he seals us. Yeah. The Holy Spirit, He is. He's totally. He's mm-hmm. our bridge, and He seals us, mm-hmm. and He keeps us, so we can come to that place. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And and pe- people like a lot of times like living a spirit filled life. Mm-hmm. Well, what is that? I mean, I struggled with that. Mm-hmm. I until I began to embrace the Father, Father Heart of God. Yes. I I call it roller coaster Christianity. Yeah. And I I actually thought God had to knock me down mm-hmm. in order for me to fly right. Yeah. I believe that. And I found that was a big fat lie. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That was the arrow that flew by day that pierced me. Mm-hmm. That I believed that I had to do something in order to please God. Yeah. And I, and I think that's where some of the arrows that pierce that we were, we are not human doings. We are human beings. beings. And we forget, we don't, we don't forget. Sometimes we don't even know. We have to. Be with God. Seek first. Matthew 6, 33. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Seek him. Like, be in him. Mm-hmm. And all these things, things will be added, added into you. The, the doings. Mm-hmm. Right? And then and then Psalm, um, is it 18, 16, 8, and 9? said that I have set the Lord always before me. Mm-hmm. And because he is at my right hand, I shall not be shaken. In other words, seeking first. Putting him before mm-hmm. me. And then my heart will be glad. My inner being. Mm-hmm. Where the intimacy happens, will will rejoice in my flesh, which who flesh will also rest secure. Yeah, right. And that, but it comes from the being. Well, and him. even even Psalm was it forty six ten or forty nine ten? I can never remember. Be still mm-hmm. and know that I am God. Mm-hmm. So, or some versions say cease striving, which I really like that version that. better mm-hmm. because it's it's saying, well, there's nothing you have to do other than know. That I am God. Mm-hmm. That's all you have to do. And that knowing, is it the same <coughs> same knowing that you were talking about earlier? Knowing my knower to mm-hmm. a degree. Mm-hmm. Because knowing God is also always always penetrating. Yeah. Always penetrating knowing him. Because um, his, his word, Hebrews 12, says his word is alive and active and sharper mm-hmm. than any two-edged sword piercing, piercing. body. Yeah. Um, spirit, yeah, and um, so I like that word piercing better, honestly, because it's just it's you know the the word of the of God is our sword, mm-hmm. right, and it pierces us mm-hmm. it 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 goes deep within us, but not in a destructive way, but in a healing way, 
It is like a surgeon's scalpel in a way. Yeah. He he, he wields it so carefully, mm-hmm. but we have to decide how we're going to wield it. Yeah. Because we have it right here, yeah. right? And um, one of the things about knowing God, and I, I say I hate to say requirement, mm-hmm. but it's so important. It's an element of faith. Mm-hmm. We can't know God without faith, right? Without receiving Jesus as our Savior, right. you know, and and believing in Him, and He He'll save us, right? Mm-hmm. So, and then and then the faith journey begins, and we can't know Him without faith, right? You know, and that, and when I came to finally begin to know Him as more than just my Savior, it really took an element of growing my faith. And boy, did the Lord do it, putting me in a missionary situation when I had zero. I had like seven bucks to my name and no clean underwear. And, <laughs> and, and it cost to wash clothes. And the Lord was like, we're giving a love offering to someone. I'm like, Lord, I have seven bucks and no clean underwear. And the Lord, and this was my beginning to learn how to hear him. He said, and know him. He, and, I, and he said, he said, give your seven dollars and candy will help you with your laundry. And I'm looking around the room going, what did, I, did anybody else just hear that? What? And so well, did I, Candy hear that? I, no, she was not there. Yeah. She, I, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think. Well, yeah. Anyway, so I wrote an IOU. I ran down to the dorm, grabbed my seven bucks, and Candy said, "Gina, I'm washing whites. You want to throw anything in?" There you go. I was like, "Oh, yes!" <laughs> so, so, so the Lord. So it, it, he he does the most loving things. In the most unusual ways mm-hmm. to build our faith. Yeah. And we think we have to prescribe it. It has to be a certain way, but it doesn't. Mm-hmm. So, so in, in the, in the, um, in the vein of faith and the arrows that fly by day and knowing God that takes me to Ephesians six. Okay. Right. And I love talking about Ephesians six. Like if I have clients in the counseling room, I enter into a lot of discipleship type relationships, depending on the person, depending on the needs. I mean, I've even had people come and say, I want to know the Bible. Well, I'm I'm your girl for that one. Right. So, but the thing, what I love about um, Ephesians six, it talks about the armor of God. Mm -hmm. Right. And it talks about the shield of faith that extinguishes the fiery darts to the evil one. So I'm like, okay, so what is this extinguishing thing, right? So I go digging because I'm a nerd, and I always go digging, and I am proud to be a nerd. God made me that way. <laughs> and I went digging, and I found out some cultural context in mm-hmm. it. So um, in, back in this time, in the Bible days, Old and New Testament, because the New Testament is really technically Old Testament mm-hmm. as far as technology and how they lived, right? Right. So, so the ancient armies, but this is based on Roman armor. They would take their, um, they would take their shields, right? So Roman shields, if you've seen the movie Gladiator, mm-hmm. I think it's a pretty close depiction of it, except um, like how big the shields are, like they're yeah, almost they're taller than a yeah. man and they interlock and uh-huh. they, anyway, but what they would do, and David's armies did this too, was they would wrap them in a really thick animal skin of leather. Mm-hmm. And the night, and, and then the night before battle, they would soak them in water, right? So the, the arrows were flaming. Yes, because it says, because remember the air, yes, because it says in Ephesians Uh 6, the fiery darts of the evil one. Okay. So, so in my quest of finding out more, I found out more about the arrows. So what the arrows would, the flaming arrows, what they would do is not only would they dip the tips of them in whatever flammable pits or whatever it might have been or oil or whatever, the shafts of the arrow were really light and hollow, like maybe use some kind of reed or something Mm -hmm. and they would fill that 
with the flammable liquid. Oh. So then when they would fire it off, the arrow couldn't go it out. It had while fuel. It, Mm-hmm. It has fuel, and it would keep burning wow. with whatever it hit, right? Wow! But if we, but if, but the shield that mm-hmm. was soaked in the water, in the water, in the in the word represents the Holy Spirit, in the Word of God. Uh-huh. And if we soak our shield of faith in the Spirit of God and getting in His Word, wow, that's so powerful, right? Then it extinguishes mm-hmm. the fiery darts of the evil I love one. That. So then they can't come in and pierce and twist and pervert yeah. what what we know is true, mm-hmm. right? And so I, I love that about God, how He brings His Word together. Like one of my most recent things that I've figured out that I, I have always struggled, and we all do, and I'm still a work in progress, of being scared of the unknown. Mm-hmm. I mean, just scared of, I don't know what's next. My life, my life has been, it's been turned right side up. I hate to say upside mm-hmm. down. My life has been turned right side up. I mean, I've had all these life changes in the past several years, right? I, I don't know what's coming. And, and, that, and that got to be really scary. But here's what I found, is that how God has treasures in darkness. And in riches of secret places, because he knows us by name, and so that we would know him. And so it began to come together of, like I, I thought of Proverbs 31, how she, she is clothed with strength and dignity, but she can smile and laugh at the days to come. I'm like, and she rose in the night. I know. Yeah. Right. And it's like, wait, 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 yeah. wait, 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 wait. In other words, she was not scared of the unknown mm-hmm. because she embraced what was in the dark, mm-hmm. which is God. Right. And Jesus is our mystery. Right. He is our mystery. And so we can face those unknowns because he is the mystery. God, God created mystery. He created mystery and we're made in his image and we like mystery. Mm-hmm. We do. I mean, my, uh, my generation, Scooby-Doo. Hey, you know, <laughs> come on. I mean, we do. Nancy Drew. Uh-huh. I mean, we we yeah. like we like a good mystery. And God is like that because he talks about his son being the mystery. Mm-hmm. But I believe that being afraid of the unknown is a perversion of embracing the mystery. It, 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 it has, it's the arrow that flies by day that hits our mystery part mm-hmm. where we can't be clothed in strength and dignity and smile at the days to come. It's in, in other words, I used to be like, oh. Well, let, let's back up. Let's back yeah. up because you just said something that just really, really got me thinking. You just said <coughs> we're we're afraid of the unknown and we're afraid of the mystery. And no, so, I'm not afraid of that. We like the mystery. Okay. We're afraid of the unknown, but we, we like, like the mystery. The mystery. But when we have the unknown, our brains naturally go to filling in those gaps. Ooh, arrows pierce right. us. Mm-hmm. And 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 so that's part of that where when you fully know God, when you have that intimacy with God, mm-hmm. you are our brains still naturally want to fill in those gaps. And I think our human fleshly side allows you know for negative. We tell filling I call in, it telling stories, right? We tell we make but up stories. But when we have that intimacy with God and that knowing God, mm-hmm. then we use that shield of faith to start protecting us from those piercings and start weighing, what do I really know? What do I don't know? Exactly. And those things that I don't know, where do I, what do I do with that? Exactly. Do I, and I leave that with God mm-hmm. because I know him, I trust him. I have my identity with him. Exactly. Exactly. And that's what the shield of faith does. Yeah. It brings us into a place where it transforms. It keeps the, the arrows that fly by day mm-hmm. from piercing, knowing in our knower. Okay. 
right? Yeah. So we can begin to transform our thinking yeah. and understand the truth versus the perversion of the truth. Yeah. Fear of the unknown versus embracing the mystery. Mm-hmm. I mean, mystery is pretty cool, right? Yeah. And in the mystery, I can invite Jesus into that. Like if I have a lot of, I have one of the things, and this is one of my new, new things I've learned. Like when I have a lot of questions, when I feel like the Lord is, has led me in his word, and I'm sure I heard his voice tell me something, but it just doesn't look like it adds up. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. Doesn't make sense. So, and, and so what I've found because of, of, of my shield of faith, I can hold up my faith and say, okay, Jesus, where I don't understand in, in quiet and confidence, I'm going to sit in this with you. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And I'm going to embrace the mystery instead of fight against it and be afraid of the unknown. Because I have my trust and my faith. Exactly. In my knowing. Right. And Isaiah 30 yeah. talks about in quiet and trust. Read that. Find that verse. Let's end with that verse. Okay. Because we could talk all day oh, on this, I think. All day. I, I, all I day. feel a part two and three coming on. Woohoo. I could totally go there. Um, Isaiah 30. Um, I love this. So, so Isaiah 30. So the thing is, is um, like Israel, they, they, um, they were being rebellious and they were wanting, they were coming in alliance like with Egypt again and all mm-hmm. that. And, but, but God, he's saying, Hey, in returning in rest, this is Isaiah thirty fifteen. in returning in rest, you shall be saved and quietness and confidence shall be your strength. Wow. And I love that because when I hold up my shield of faith, because I've soaked it in the spirit of God and through the power of his word, I can invite him into those things that I don't understand, that I thought they meant one thing, but it turns out they didn't mean that thing at all. Okay, Lord, in quiet and confidence, I'm going to trust you to show me this mystery Mm -hmm. and to walk me through this mystery instead of being so afraid of the unknown and so afraid I'm not going to get what I want. Well, and I love that too, because in quiet and confidence, I I think that phrase is going to ring with me for for a few days. Mm -hmm. But what I find when people fully start in, in counseling, when I work, when I'm working with them, or when they're working with any of our team, honestly, and they start understanding their knowing of God, when they start understanding their worth in God, exactly. their confidence mm-hmm. just grows because they're sitting in that quiet and confidence. Mm-hmm. That's one of my so, favorite favorite yeah. things about what we do yeah. is to watch people be set free. One hundred percent, and that is what this is about. Yeah, this is about finding our freedom, yeah. if our freedom in Christ, and if we know who He is. And who who he is, then we can know who we are, right? And that's just so important. And when they get a hold of that, I mean, that just is one of the best things in the whole world. It's golden. All right. Well, thank you so much, Gina, for spending a little time on the couch with me. You bet. And uh, I look forward to the next part. Me too. All right. Thanks so much for joining us on this side of the couch today. If you think it's been worth your time and energy, please like and subscribe and share it and tell your closest 10,000 friends. If the show has revealed that you could benefit from counseling, then the next step is certainly finding the right counselor for you. If you're in Texas, the Rush Creek Counseling Center is ready for you. Give us a call at 817-704-6991 or visit our website at rushcreekcounseling.org. That's Rush, R-U-S-H, Creek, C-R-E-E-K, counseling.org. 
If you are outside of Texas, I still encourage you to seek out a counselor and step onto that path of healing. Now go have an awesome day.